And good Saturday morning. Welcome aboard. And who among all of this uh, coronavirus uh, hysteria, precautions, whatever you want to call it, uh, well, got a little bit of sanity going on. And I think you may find it in the out of doors. Yes, uh, they're talking about social distancing. Well, sometimes that's not so bad, such a bad thing if you're out on the water or in the woods. And we got several things to talk about, although. Looks like our outdoor calendar of events has been devastated. You know, there's a state of emergency declared and any type of uh, gatherings of 250 people or more are being canceled. So uh, we've got a lot of cancellations on our calendar. But yet there's a lot of things you can get out and do, particularly this weekend, because it's not going to be a bad weather forecast at all. And I'll get to that in a moment. But spring is is here. Uh, (laughs) It's it's, as unknowing as it's going to be. Uh, technically, it opens on the 19th, which is this coming week, but there's a lot of change indicators you see out there. Wisteria, see a lot of the flowers blooming. Uh, you also uh, notice that the weeds are getting thick. What are some of the, the sure signs of spring has arrived that you noticed? Uh, we'd love for you to text this morning, 870-870. Last week, we had a little bit of a uh, participation in what's your favorite catfish bait, uh, freshwater catfish we're talking about. You can also include that in your text messages to us at 870-870. And I want to wish good luck to those of you who will be hunting turkeys this morning in the state of Mississippi. It opens up uh, pretty much statewide. And, well, we're going to run down the dates and comments about the future of turkey hunting in the south, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, and yes, uh, an outdoors with Don Dubuque radio tradition will be heard this morning as we get on the turkey season. Uh, you'll hear from my buddy, the beady-eyed bird. That's coming up shortly. Spring fishing? Well, you want to make your trip, and if you have made one, share your report with us. You can send us that text message, help somebody else find some fish, because Lord knows a lot of kids are going to be out of school. A lot of parents are going to be out of work, and uh, it's a great time to catch up on your fishing. And we've got some suggestions where you can go. Uh, Mike Gallo and I, who you'll be hearing from a little bit later on, we had a pretty good trip out in the Biloxi Marsh. We'll tell you about our trip. Uh, Last weekend, uh, when I left the studio, headed over for the uh, Stella Plantation down in in, uh, Plaquemines Parish, we had our Bayou Wild-sponsored all-girl shooting team. We'll tell you how that went. It's going to be seen on a Bayou Wild upcoming TV episode in Whatever outdoor events are still around, we'll run down those for you. Our pro staff joins us. They give you the fishing information, coastal marine forecast coming up. Our bad boy story, today we talk about the case of the polluted oyster rustlers. And we'll also have an update on the upcoming trial of that double whooping crane killer. As far as your marine forecast, if you are headed out today, there is a dense fog advisory. We dealt with it all week, and it's going to be here this weekend. You might want to delay your trip, let it burn off and clear up. Otherwise, exercise caution when you're running out there in those foggy conditions. And one piece of advice if you're running in the fog, uh, basically that's water in the air. And even though you can expect to see some sunshine later on, when you're running out there in the fog 20, 30 miles an hour, you're going to be soaking wet, almost as if you were going through a rain shower. So make sure you bring the wet weather gear, at least for the start of your morning. When you get offshore, boy, this is nice. Southeast wind 5 to 10, 1 to 2 foot seas, and this is during the lump season. Tuna, Wahoo out in the Gulf of Mexico. On the interior lakes and bays, those southeast 5 to 10 knot winds means a light chop. So other than the fog, tide picked up a little bit. Uh, we didn't have much tide during the week, but it's up to 0.8 this week as your average tide range. Mississippi River is falling, and that is good news, but it's still at 15.8. Hopefully 
the bottom of that baby drops out. Anyway, we got a, a list. I put it together a list of highlights of outdoor events to do if you don't normally get to go out because you got other things going on and those other things such as sporting events or other entertainment activities have been canceled. Get out and fish. The marsh is safe. You can socially distance yourself and get out there. All right, we got some text messages coming in, some of our early texters and some of our regular guys and girls. We'll be back to share those messages with you. We got a full two hours to talk outdoors right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I uh, got a text in here, very important. One thing I failed to mention, with these light winds and the time of year, it says light winds, gnats, baby. Yeah, be careful of those gnats. Let's take you down to Shell Beach and talk to Robbie Campo, a guy who never met a gnat that he did like. Those guys are pesky. Hey, Robbie, how you doing this morning? Good morning, Don. Uh, yeah, we had a few gnats earlier in the week, um, you know, just a couple in the evening time. Uh, they hadn't been too bad in the morning. Um, had some foggy days this past week, but uh, today, right now, we don't have any fog right now. Um I'm not saying it can't roll in. It does look like it's, it, you know, it, it can, but, um, you know, there's no better time to come fishing than right now, Don. Um, you know, look, all the kids are, you know, they, with this with this stuff going on with coronavirus, they shut the schools down. Look, the safest place to be right now is down here fishing. Um, it doesn't matter catching fish in Delacro. So if you're going to Delacro, go to Sweetwater or go to Serenades, give these people business. If you're coming down this way, come see us. Go to Hopedale. Whatever you're gonna do, go. If you're going to Shellmet, go see David Dixon and uh, you know, and, and uh, friendly fishermen up there. Buy you, get you some bait. People, this is this is chaos. What I see going on here is chaos. Um, just you know, come on out fishing. They're catching fish from Shellmet to the Long Rocks. Um, this past week has been just a just a phenomenal week. Um, you know, every spot that you like to fish in the fall of the year, in the spring of the year, it's it's, it's happening. Um, by the old fort here, by Jankies, Duluth Canal, the Eastern Shoreline Lake Bourne's been phenomenal. Um, Lena Lagoon, going out to uh, to the Long Rocks. Uh, more sheephead and redfish out that way, Don, than they are speckled trout uh, <clears throat> being caught. But nevertheless, uh, at the islands, you'll be able to get out there today. They caught some fish at the islands this week. Uh, you know, speckled trout at the islands with some mixed in pompano out there. Um, there's a bunch of big, massive schools of redfish out there. As, look, if you ain't got nothing else to do and you're scared of whatever's going on, Hook the boat up and come fishing. This is the safest place you could be. Uh, you know, you're not going to be, you know, crowded. You know, it's not like going to a, a football game or something where you're indoors. Just come on out here and come fishing. I mean, Don, this is, I'm telling you, this is what I seen yesterday going on is just chaos. Um, a kid sneezed in the dollar store and it looked like a stampede. They broke the doors in the dollar store yesterday with me in it. I'm like, this is, this is nuts. We have pollen in the air, people. This is this time of the year. People are going to sneeze. People's eyes are going to itch. The, the oak trees are, have pollen all over the cars. I mean, this is not something that's just, that, you know, it's just taking place. This has been going on for thousands and thousands of years. This is just this time of the year. You know, the bees are working. Everything's pollinating. I guess if you looked at the pollen count, it would be off the charts right now. 
quit freaking out, man. Come fishing. Come. There ain't no better time to come and and you know and and get out. Just do something outdoorsy. Go fishing. That's all I can tell you. I mean, the fish are biting. No sense in staying indoors. Come on down and see us. If you're coming down here, make a left at that bridge. Come on down and see us, and we're going to get you fishing. So, uh, with that said, you know, uh, Don, it's it, it's it's game on now, bro. <laughs> kids out of school. Yeah. I, I think well, you know, be- people just uh, a lot of people are just dwelling on this. I mean, it's everywhere you look, everywhere you listen. It's all over, and it's on people's mind, and it's creating a lot of anxiety. And getting out there into the marsh or the river or wherever you fish, or if you're going turkey hunting in the woods. Uh, I got a, one texter said he and his daughter are, are tent camping at Fountain Blue State Park, got a little fire going. You know, that gets your mind away from all of that stuff. Because believe me, other than, you know, taking care of some precautions, uh, whether you feel strongly about whether this is serious or not, uh, it will get your mind at ease. Uh, people have forgotten how to be what they call socially distant. You know, uh, you got to get away and get away from those those uh, those handheld computers and everything you got and just get back to nature for a little while. Give it a shot and people, it'll remind them of the old days and I uh, think people will enjoy themselves doing it. Absolutely, Don. And you know, um, I, you know, what I'm telling you, this is, this is total chaos, man. I, um, you know, and, and look, there's no better time to be out and about than right now. You know, the weather's nice. Come on, come fishing. Just, you know, Look, if you're going to be, and the one more thing I want to add, if you're going to come down here a little bit later, you know, then 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 at six o'clock, seven o'clock area, I'm going to give the phone number here because this is going to be important. You know, we don't have a whole whole bunch of live bait today, so I, if you're coming late, I want you to stop at somewhere where you can get live bait if you want to fish live bait. So I'll give the phone number in a second, just. By, by either Bait Incorporated or by by a friendly fisherman up in Shelmet, if you, you know if you're coming in on that five ten um, air, uh, road, stop there and get some bait. If you're coming down later, because we're gonna we're gonna run out. I mean, they got a lot of people at their camps already with their kids. Um, you know, it's you know uh, you know we sold a bunch of bait yesterday evening. Uh, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's you know. You can and you can contact us at area code five zero four two three nine six three seven seven, or you can contact us at area code five zero four two three nine five one six five. I want to make sure people call before they come down here and they say, "Oh, no bait, no bait." But you you know just just make the call before you come. I think we're going to have it till around six thirty ish or so. But if you come in later, you know I would advise you to stop and. And and see uh, either uh, David Dixon or you know Jimmy Dixon over there, or go to Tony Cucci over by, by the old golf outlet marina back there. So they have bait also. And these guys need business too, so go see them also. So um, uh, there you have it, Don. That's our report for this weekend. Sounds good. We got a lot of plastic too, so bring some of that along because uh, you know if you run out of the shrimp, you can always go to plastic, and they do bite it. They will bite it. Robbie, thanks yes, for the report do. and uh, good suggestions on getting people out there. I think you're going to have a busy couple of weeks ahead of you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it's about time. And, uh, you know, if they don't declare martial law here, so <laughs> people, <laughs> you know, people are going to come fishing, I guess. I don't know. So, all right, we're going to call right, it man. Escape well, to Shell Beach. 
Absolutely. Escape Absolutely. to Shell so Beach. We'll, All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you next Saturday. All right, buddy. Yes, sir. Take care. Robbie Campo updating us on the situation down there in St. Bernard and encouraging him to go down and get fishing. Uh, if you're a live bait fisherman, let me tell you, you don't absolutely need it. <clears throat> Sometimes it can help, but other times you can do completely without it like we did on this week's trip. We'll be back right after this. And, yes, you turkey hunters, stay with me for a minute before you get into the woods. You're going to hear from my arch enemy, the beady-eyed bird. Up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, I'm sure we have a few turkey hunters out there this morning. The Mississippi season opens up uh, today at one half hour before sunrise. They had their youth hunt last week. Uh, Then the next week on Saturday, most of the counties in Alabama will open up for their turkey season. Uh, Louisiana, March 28th is a youth hunt. We don't open our season until April the 4th, which I think is much too late. And we will have many discussions coming up about the turkey seasons in Louisiana and also the Gulf South and really what it means for the future of turkey hunting. But for those of you who are turkey hunters, uh, you appreciate this message from my arch rival. And those of you who have never hunted turkeys, In this message, you get a little bit of an insight to what's in the mind of a turkey and a turkey hunter. This is a message I got several years ago, and it's become a tradition to play it during turkey season here on the Outdoor Show from the beady-eyed bird. Hello, Don. Please allow me to introduce myself. I am a beady-eyed bird, known by many names. I am reason unhinged creator of despair. I am that which sets your pulse to race and your blood to boil. It's in my name, Don, you abandon family and responsibility. My name, you deprive yourself of rest. And for what purpose? To match wits with a beady-eyed bird. But there's no contest because I am an escape artist. A master of survival, one attuned to an environment of peril. Raccoons, coyotes, owls, hawks, these, Don, oh, they're my real enemies. But you, you are nothing but child's play. You don't think I hear you talking through me through wood, reed, or slate. Sometimes you sound so seductive, I must investigate. But I know you, and I know you, Don, better than you know yourself. So I have you wait, and wait, and wait. For you are not patient creatures. I watch, and you move, and I... And gone. Ah, how can you not love a guy like that? I love and hate him at the same time. That is our friend, the beady-eyed bird. Good luck to all you turkey hunters out there. And this might be the year for you to take up turkey hunting. There's going to be a lot of things, people are looking for things to do. Uh, and we've got some public areas, or actually a lot of people are deer hunters. They've got leases, and they just don't bother to go in the springtime. They've got other things going on. Well, it does kind of coincide with uh, what Ryan Lambert calls the crop cross between a crappie and a sock Some people call them white perch. 
Uh, this is prime time, and it always coincides with the turkey season. When given a choice, uh, if I can't do both, uh, I'm going to go with turkey hunting. By the way, i got a trip going up to Kansas. I've been very successful hunting the Rio turkeys there. They've got Rios in part of the state. They've also got the eastern wild turkey, which is the only species that we have in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Uh, the place I go, Irish Creek Outfitters, I'm going to be talking to the owner a little bit later on, Steve Westfall. I've been telling you this for a couple of weeks. He's got a great opportunity. If you are a trophy deer hunter, you're looking for a huge, big rack, white-tailed deer, uh, that's the place to get it. Odds are very good. They have a short season. Normally, he is booked up for year after year. He's got openings. This is a rare opportunity. And right after the top of the hour at 6 o'clock, we're going to be talking to Steve. I'm sorry, right before we go off the show, at about 6.50, if you're interested in hearing what he's got to offer, be sure and be tuned in and listen for Irish Creek Outfitters and a chance to get up there and do some great white-tailed deer hunting. Also hunt pheasants up there, too. Great place. Had a lot of fun. All right, when we come back after this, I'm getting to your text messages, asking you several questions. What's your favorite catfish bait? What's a sure sign that spring is here? And what are you doing now? What are you going to do with yourself when everything is shut down, all these sports activities, entertainment activities, group functions? How are you going to socially distance yourself and get through it. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we encourage text messages to come into the show here while we're on the air live and direct at 870-870. Got quite a few coming in this morning. First, we hear from our buddy, the Lafayette Yacker. He's headed south down to pre-fish for the challenge, the kayak tournament that's coming up. Good luck to you, Yacker. Uh, also, we're hearing from Toby. He's uh, sad that he's missing the opening day of turkey season. But he and Gary are in Carnarvon. They're about to win the Carnarvon Bass Tournament. Love that attitude. Let's get it, he says. Good luck to Gary and also Toby. All right, Bo is the one who is tent camping with his girl this morning at Fountain Blue State Park. Coffee perking on the fire. Not much better than this. Yeah, in these high-tech times, simplicity sometimes can be the most fun. Good idea, Bo. All right, someone else, pollen. Yeah, that's the sign of spring, sure sign of spring. Another one says, when their nose starts running nonstop. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, all i got to do is look at my uh, my truck that hasn't moved in a while, and you can tell where the pollen's at. All right, here's a, a mad trucker checking in with us. Uh, we also have Jerry listening over in Ponchatoula. He said he knows spring has sprung when the pecan tree starts budding. My pecan tree is a late butter. It still hasn't started yet. Uh, here's one says, good morning, Don. I'm driving the big rig to Parker, Florida. <clears throat> Thanks for riding with me. Great show as usual. That's the River Rat. Glad to be with you, River Rat. And then we have another warning about the gnats. And this one, here's someone uh, with good catfish bait. My papa used to catch big tabby cats on perch in Bayou Liberty. They loved it. That's uh, blue for all. Uh, yeah, the uh, perch is a great tabby cat, especially bait. Uh, Justin, he's in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He says, the first signs of spring, the mayflies, the wasps, the mockingbirds are singing, and him turning off the heater pilot light. Don't turn it off too soon, Justin. We may get a little bit of winter return, but it doesn't look like it. All right, we'll get to more of your text messages. Also, uh, the season for Red Snapper for the federal permit holders, I'm talking charter captains, has been set. We'll run down that for you and get to more of your text right after we pause 10 seconds. So our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. And here's a, a text in from the Baton Rouge area. It's a sad time in the country when all these knuckleheads in D.C. 
politicize a virus that affects all the sportsmen of America. We remember this come November. That's Mike listening to us in Baton Rouge. Uh, here's one that says, uh, I'll be happy to do the social distance thing. It gives me the perfect excuse to stay at the fish camp with some cold Guinness. Love the show. That's from the Irish Coonass. And let's see, we have, um, good morning, Don. When I go catfishing, I enjoy using a piece of red hot dog. While we're fishing, there's nothing better than a tomato sandwich. Have a great day. Heading to Covington, she'll be at the farmer's market. That's the tomato lady. Might want to stop by and see her. Red hot dog for catfish. Yeah, that works. <clears throat> a lot of other things, too. Uh, duck livers, chicken livers, I, I think that's probably my favorite. If you got a favorite or you got a fishing report or a suggestion of things to do uh, with a lot of these <clears throat> closures and still say socially distanced, we'd love to hear from you. That's 870-870. Got word this week the 2020 red snap fishing season for boats with federal for hire reef permits uh, has been set 62 days in federal waters of the Gulf of Mexico, uh, begins at 12.01 a.m. on June 1st, and closes 12.01 a.m. on August the 2nd. Now, this is for charter captains. Uh, the Gulf states each will set their private recreation season for snapper in state and federal waters. We're still waiting to hear here in Louisiana. Uh, Memorial Day, Alabama has set their season for opening up on uh, Memorial Day. They plan to run it through. Uh, they're going to do four-day weekends instead of three and uh, they have a projection of when that it'll continue and then when it'll also wrap up. And that, that is all based on the, 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 the harvest quota. When it's reached, uh, they will actually shut it down. But it's very important to note that, that people who are fishing on a federally permitted for hire charter boat cannot fish or possess red snapper in federal or state waters when that federal for hire season is closed. In other words, when that just recreational season is open, uh, you can't go on a charter boat and catch it. It has to be during that June 1st uh, to August 2nd period that has been designated for charter boats. All right, we come back after this break. I'll get to some more of your text messages. And also we're going to talk to Jeff Brule, get a freshwater fishing report. Right here, you're listening to it all on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our Bass Fishing Report with Jeff Brule is brought to you by Berkeley, a division of Pure Fishing. Got the Berkeley line of gulp baits for the white perch, the bass, inshore, offshore fishing, lines of all types. Whether you use monofilament, braid, or fluorocarbon, you'll find it from Berkeley. They've got thousands and thousands of fishing accessories. If it's for fishing, Berkeley has it. They are a division of Pure Fishing. And Jeff Brule joins us now. And, uh, Jeff, uh, I guess you could say, the spawn is on right now. Your time of year if you're a bass fisherman. Give us some rundown on some locations and what's going on so we can get away from uh, the coronavirus stuff. Yeah, the, the big girls are moving in. They have lots of reports of some good fish being caught. Robert Gann won the TBF tournament up on Toledo Bend last week with a two-day total of 10 fish, 31.74 pounds. That's a nice three-pound average. Uh, some of the other Anglers brought some big fish to the scale. I've talked to a few guys that had five to six pound fish caught and brought in. Uh, but the, the reports were they were, it was cold one morning, the fish were a little bit deeper, but then they moved shallow as it warmed up that weekend. But they were using soft stick baits, just kind of slowly moved along the bottom in front of the cover, like cypress trees, lay downs, you know, flooded brush up there on Toledo Bend. And then uh, they would uh, move shallow with 
swim jigs, spinner baits, and lizards, and worked around the trees and other cover to catch the, their stringers and their big fish. And so, basically, the news is that if you own Toledo Bend, try to fish some of the pockets and go shallow. You know, some of the creek arms have uh, a lot of good cover on the bank and two to four foot of water in front of it. They should have some spawning fish around on those types of cover. How's the white perch doing? Better since you and I went? Uh, probably. Uh, I'd probably say maybe it's, it's, it's tough. I've been I'm still catching a few, but there's more more scattered on the Chifuncta than they are shallow. I went the other day. I think I maybe caught one or two fish on the cork. The rest of them were like skipping docks or fishing around a big cypress tree with just a, a tight line jig. But you know, with the warmer weather and you know a little bit of weeks with rain free weeks we have, um, the water temperature's clear. It's in the 70s, so, so that's going to help them. Um, Still using shad color, pink and white's always a good color. Yellow and white's good for the North Shore rivers, and as usual, I had those crappie nibbles to it, something to kind of cover up the human scent, give them something to attract them, the white perch. And uh, uh, like I said, I'm tight lining mostly, catch most of my fish, but I figure this week it should everything should move shallow, and the spawn should be pretty pretty solid going forward. Jeff, there's a tournament going on in Carnarvon today. And we got a dense fog advisory, very light wind southeast, uh, maybe 5 to 10, and the tide's starting to pick up to about 0.8. How do you think they're going to do down there? Uh, they'll probably do better than last weekend with all the high winds we've had, Delacroix and all the marsh areas. It's been tough down there. I went uh, last Saturday, and I only caught like five or six fish with a couple of my buddies, and it was just a struggle just to find clean water. And the wind whips it up and makes everything muddy. And, you know, as the west wind blows the water out, and then the east south blows it back in it's all muddy when it comes back in you know i talked to a few other anglers that uh they caught fish but it wasn't like it has been but you know, like last saturday i about froze to death that cold wind on the water so if you're going out just remember bring clothes because it's, it's still cold on the water even though it's light wind but with the disabled weather it's going to help with light texas rigs soft jerk baits are good when the winds lay down and then if you have to just cover some water with suspender baits and you should be able to pick up a few fish and but when you find one this time of year, they're going to be concentrated, so stick with them as soon as you get a bite. Jeff, I spoke to someone who was at the Angling for Autism uh, weigh-in last week, and i got to tell you, there were some excellent, outstanding stringers of bass that were brought in to the weigh station. And I'm not, you know, if you can believe bass tournament fishermen, it looked like most of them went on the spillway side, but there were also reports on that Lake Verrett side, too. So it looks like it's really picked up over in that basin area. Yeah, usually when you have a high river, the, the, the basin side is a little bit tougher because, you know, the water gets up in the woods. That's basically. But on the red side, uh, they'll come up and spawn, and they'll spawn out in the lakes instead of the canals, and it gives the anger a chance to spread out and catch fish. But and, and, you know, the thing is, there hasn't been a lot of pressure over there because of all the high water. It's similar to the Pearl and the Basin, uh, Venice, all those areas. The water's been so high for so long, it's just the number of anglers going is a lot less. So that kind of helps the fishing population. But, yeah, if you can get in the basin and find some clean canals, with you know, high-level canals that have some good water, those fish are going to come in there to spawn. So all you need is five good ones, so it's not like you're going to catch 500. But if you catch five right ones with the spawn on, sometimes all you need is one good canal. So uh, same thing, slow down a little bit, the water temperature's still a little cool. And then... um fish shallow because sometimes those fish get tight, tight, tight on them cypress trees. 
Jeff, with these uh, bright sunny days, uh, you mentioned a little earlier about skipping, skipping the docks, and it's so important because those fish like to hang underneath there where the light is low and they can ambush uh, the the prey species. And you're probably one of the best I ever saw at doing that. Explain skipping docks and how you do it and when you use that. Yeah, it's kind of a misleading term. You're not not fishing docks like skipping from one to the other, but you're skipping your lure up under the dock. Uh, I learned a lot with bass fishing. Uh, it's good to put the lure around low-hanging limbs or a dock or something that's got shade, but it's more important because an angler hadn't fished in there. A lot of these guys will flip around the edges or skip a little ways back, but and sometimes I'm going 10, 15, 20 feet up under one of those big docks, and I'm putting a lure back there where it's not been put before. Yeah. But you use it with long or short poles, but the key is starting that bait kind of parallel to the water and uh, kind of hitting the water just about under the dock where it's going to skip like a stone, boom, 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 right up under that dock. And when you do that, uh, you're just putting it back there in the spots where it's not pressure, and uh, a lot of times on bright sunny days it pushes those white perch up under those docks because of the shade, and I can really catch some nice ones doing that. You know, when we went fishing and we had the camera there, I should have actually got you to demonstrate, but I think I've got some shots of you doing it, so maybe we'll point that out or next time actually get you to do a demonstration on how that is because it certainly is an effective way to fish. Jeff, well, we're going to have tournaments coming up. What's on the calendar coming down the pike? Uh, March 29th, Lunkers and Liars there at Crawford's Landing. That's a $50 entry fee. Uh, they'll have to see how the river falls. Hopefully the rain will hold off and the pearl will start falling back down to a nice level. And you can still catch fish on the pearl with the muddy water. It just puts them up in the woods. Just like I said, it makes them a lot harder to catch. But sometimes you get off the little oxbows in the pockets, and there'll be fish there spawning, doing their thing. And uh, that's the time of year to catch them because it's, it's full on right now, and it'll last. White perch fishing will last about another month or so, and you pumped it, it'd be good. And then they'll start going deep, and you have to start finding them with a different tactic. Same thing with the bass. They come up shallow, and then they'll start feeding on shad. I see them on the rivers, too, now, so it's all about to start happening. Very good. Good stuff, Jeff. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll catch up with you when you get back in town. All right. Thanks, Don. The show's still coming on Thursday. Um, no, in fact, the uh, Fish and Game Report got preempted by coronavirus coverage, so I will be running that one next week, and then our show together will be the following week, if all we're right. all still alive, you know, if we're all yeah. still here. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, wash your hands and be safe. Thanks. There you go. That's what they say. If you didn't ever taught that at home or in the Army, uh, yeah, wash your hands. All right, we come back after this. Uh, Darrell Carpenter is going to join us. He's going to give us a report from way down south, Grand Isle, Leeville, Galliano, La Rose area. Coming at you right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, one of the very first spots to uh, really crank up as far as speckled trout along the Louisiana coast is the Grand Isle area. Usually they start biting there before any of the others. Let's find out if that's going on. We talked to Captain Darrell Carpenter, the owner-operator of RealScreamers.com. Darrell, good morning. What's the trout report from the island? Well, Don, you know, we talked last week that it, it you know, all the conditions were starting to line up, that it looked like it was on the verge. Somebody just needed to push that domino over. And it looks like that domino got pushed over. Uh, there again, you know, it, it's not time to beat your chest and, and holler their own, their own, their own. But uh, water temperatures come up into the 70s. Good tide range. There's bait everywhere. And this past week, some speckled trouts really started showing up. Uh, like I said, it's not it's not May yet, you know. <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah, they're they're showing up, and as long as you we're still having a little bit of a problem with having to find some clean water because it's it's been just kind of dirty and nasty. But you know, it's it's getting easier and easier to find now that the river's kind of coming down a little bit. And you just got to run around until you find your cleaner water. And like I said, there's bait everywhere, and sure enough, this week the speckled trout started showing up. And was it mostly on the front side of the island, back side, or both? No, no. This was well. We spent what time we spent on the water this week. Um, we we spent most of it in the back. We spent most of it on the oyster reefs and so forth on the backside. Um, I did not yet go out front. I haven't spent a whole lot lot of time out front, and uh, I think your bigger numbers right now are going to be in the back. Uh, what about a gnat report? Have the gnats been bad down there? Oh, yeah. I was anticipating an onslaught of them when I went out to the Biloxi Marsh, and I was pleasantly surprised. We had a few little visitors early, right after the fog first lifted, but after that, uh, they dissipated. Didn't even bother us much, and we did have a little breeze, though. No, they've been. I mean, we've had a few days this week where there's been very little to no wind, and, and I can tell you, like, a, you know, we joked a few weeks back that the one thing you hadn't heard anybody complain about were the gnats, and let me tell you, they're hungry. Uh, because when the wind does calm down, they, they're coming out and trying to get them some food, trust me. Uh, you know, and like like this morning, I think we've got a three-mile-an-hour wind, and, yeah, the gnats are going to be pretty bad, you know, once that sun comes up a little bit. Now, you know, the good thing is the water's come up a little bit, so you don't have all those mud banks exposed and everything else. But, yeah, uh, be prepared for them. Have your gnat spray. Have your, you know, have your, your gnat mask or whatever you, you know, however you fight them. You certainly don't want to go out there in shark pants yet. I saw a guy fishing out there with shorts and flip-flops on and short sleeve shirt. But, yeah, he had to be miserable. I, I had my Amber Romance. That's my number one go-to as far as uh, a lotion to put on. I also have the nets, and I don't like to wear the nets because I find them really cumbersome, and they also kind of impair your vision when you, you know, when you got kind of yeah. a low-light day. But, look, you know, you pay anything for some of that stuff when they're really, really bad. But I was pleasantly surprised they weren't that bad. What's your favorite remedy for gnats? Well, there's there's a few of them out there. The the no gnat, you know, just a little regional brand mixes. Uh, use Victoria's Secret, you know, the Amber Romance for a long time. But you know, my my favorite is just uh, you know anything that works. I mean, it's just and, and the, I guess the secret to any of them is you just got to keep reapplying and keep it yep. fresh. Yep. But I don't I don't know that I've seen anything other than cooking all that really works because it just kills them. You know, as soon as they land on you. <laughs> but um, but who wants to walk around frying yourself all day, right? Yeah, you're you know, right about that. And look, the the biggest thing though that I mean, of all the the fishing reports, I hadn't had a chance to listen to you this morning. But the biggest thing that I'd want to put out there because we're already starting to see some major effects from it, us you know, us smaller operators, is guys, you know, this thing's this virus thing's going to get under control. It always will. And and just remember that, regardless of what governments do. The outdoor world, it matches all the requirements they're asking you. It's the ultimate social distancing. You know, come on out here, and you're going to get tired of being pinned up, cooped up, fighting for a roll of toilet paper at the grocery store. We don't have any of that. You know, support your local businesses and get out, because we're already starting to see the effects of it. Well put, Darrell. And uh, I'm getting a lot of uh, replacement items for toilet paper on my text board, so maybe we'll <laughs> throw some of those out there. I've got a few more. Anybody spends any time hunting in the woods, well, you, you kind of know the deal. Well, Darrell, thanks for the report. We really appreciate it. Uh, RealScreamers.com, or you can find him on my website. We'll catch up with you next week, buddy. Thank you, Don. 
All right, we'll be back with our number two after this pause. <laughs> 